Hey everyone, I'm Jasmine Patterson and you're listening to The Beyond Ordinary Show, your weekly companion to living a beyond ordinary life. The Beyond Ordinary Show is sponsored by Ellie Nelly. Ellie Nelly creates comfortable clothes and unique gifts for beyond ordinary people. You can support The Beyond Ordinary Show and grab some dope Ellie Nelly gear at www.elliennelly.com. That's E-L-I-N-E-L-L-Y.com. Use the code Beyond Ordinary, one word, all lowercase, to save 10% on your first purchase. Now let's get started with this episode of the Beyond Ordinary Show. As you know, I'm your host, Jasmine Patterson, and I want us to all have conversations and introspective moments to figure out ways to get better together on this journey to living a Beyond Ordinary life. Last week, we discussed opportunity costs and how we should be evaluating our choices in terms of what they're capable of producing. From investing to daily habits, we can see how our choices of our actions enable us to create the future we want to achieve. Comparing opportunity costs and choosing the best option for the life we want will build a solid foundation for beyond ordinary life. Especially in our busy lives, we're often choosing between what to buy, who to spend time with, what to do, and where to go. And if you think about the potential consequences and the potential setbacks, you'll be setting yourself up for the best possible outcomes. Today's conversation helps us establish a vision for ourselves and centers around the ideas of abundance versus scarcity. It's the final day of January. We're officially one month into the new year, 2023, and new years tend to be about new beginnings and seizing new opportunities. The first week back in school with my students, we worked on a 2023 vision assignment. Essentially, the students created a vision board for this year with at least five desires they had for themselves. They identified a mentor and crafted interview questions for their mentor. Then, based off their vision board and the advice from their mentor, they created three goals with at least three action steps or checkpoints. Cute little first week back to school assignment that went nicely along with some bell ringers to start the new year off well and with the mindset of productivity. But then I think, how can I follow up? How can they even follow up with themselves? So often we ask kids to write down or put a sticky note on the mirror and we expect them to plan a life for themselves while they still don't have enough experience or development to understand what life even has to offer yet, let alone what they want out of it. Then when they do this planning, We move on to the next task. We do them a terrible disservice of not following up or checking in unless we notice an issue, and sometimes not even then. By not circling back, we're also teaching them not to check back in with themselves. And this has been going on for years, decades even. Which is why, in reality, we don't just do this to kids, we do it to ourselves too. How many times have you set a goal for yourself then lost sight of it in the day-to-day transactions of life? We become so busy and so distracted that we forget to circle back and check in on the things we want to accomplish for ourselves. And if this isn't you, please email me because I'd love to have you on the show to share some tips. But even so, in reality, it's difficult to follow through and accomplish goals without the threat of scarcity. Hear what I said there? Scarcity. You ever heard someone say like the rent is due? You know, the moments where someone accomplishes something amazing and beyond what the what anybody thought was possible. 
think like Whitney Houston pouring her heart out singing I will always love you I was I was just thinking about doing it but it would sound so terrible and I don't want to do that to my wonderful audience <laughs> but her audience the entire audience is just getting chills she was singing like the rent was due or take a great monologue like Denzel Washington's famous training day rant he was performing like the rent was due When the rent is due, you have to perform. You have to do whatever it takes to keep a roof over your head. And it's important to understand that it's a moment of scarcity. You need to do something or else. And in moments of scarcity, people get things done. Absolutely, they have to. When we have to find a way, we get creative. And we get things done because we have to to survive. But life isn't about surviving, it's about living. So when we talk about living a beyond ordinary life, we don't want to live under someone else's thumb or under constant pressure to succeed or produce or else. That's an unhealthy stress load. But there's simply joy in having freedom and safety. But there's also complacency in having freedom and safety. How can we, in a place where we feel comfortable and secure, still be deliberate about our goals and what we want to accomplish? How can we thrive and achieve and push ourselves in a healthy way without the threat of scarcity, even when the rent is not due? Better yet, let's say we do start from a position of need how do we not back down when we go and hit goal number one? You know, I coach basketball and there's a crazy difference between a kid who is good and a kid who is trash. And there's also a crazy difference between kids who are good and kids who are great, phenomenal hoopers. And talent wise, the top tier players are really not that far off from the capabilities of the good players, especially in the women's game where you don't just have like giant freak athletes who can just do at will what they want with their human body, right? But what separates the good players from the excellent players is not the ability to perform singular tasks. It's putting it all together throughout the game. It's creativity, it's hustle, it's heart, and it's stamina to compete and to finish the game. Now, I, especially on this show, I don't want to perpetuate a toxic winning culture, but I will say, if there are athletes who can devote that much time and effort and energy into a game, imagine what happens when that type of energy is put into life. Imagine what happens when we understand our schedule and our opponents and that those are obstacles that we face. We can treat our lives just like we treat, let's say, a basketball season. We create a practice plan to develop our own skills and to better understand and know how to beat our opponents. This is our self and professional development. This is how we prepare for that interview or promotion or speech. Our games are littered throughout the season, and we compete to win and accomplish our goals for that season. These goals stand for our big moments in life where we show up and show out. 
our opportunities to shine. Then there's film, preseason and postseason meetings. These are the moments we go to check in with ourselves and reevaluate and make sure we're on track for what we want to be successful. Teams don't operate from a place of scarcity. No, they just want more. They love the challenge and they're competing together for something bigger than themselves. We can do that in life too. We can set ourselves up for seasons for success and we can create big goals with action steps. We can check in regularly on ourselves. We create a practice plan to set ourselves up for success. And no, we don't have to win every single game, but we should be challenging ourselves to perform and giving ourselves opportunities to compete and get a victory. A good coach will schedule difficult opponents to see how their team rises to the occasion, which circles back to you know, a working vision for ourselves to be beyond ordinary. We have to visualize that. What can you be doing to get better? What steps can you take to go beyond what you have already accomplished? And going back to the scarcity as well as toxic winning culture or even a toxic work culture, reframe what you think those are, okay? A lot of times we think goals are hard and difficult, but a goal can be anything. It doesn't have to be hard or bad or unfun work. <laughs> they can be fun and enjoyable. For example, my fiance and I are getting married this year. <laughs> I know, yay. We have goals in place to make time to have certain dates related to our wedding checklist. I'm going to be absolutely loving being on those dates and in those moments, but we still needed to set those days aside, set those plans aside and visualize how we wanted our wedding to be to create those goals and then the action steps of what it takes to accomplish them to make our dreams come true. Think about your own vision for this year and imagine yourself achieving. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Take a step further. How does your vision give honor to you and your family, your community? Because everyone can and should set goals. That's pretty regular. Literally, it's a basic assignment for kids all across the country. Following through, reflecting, adding on, that's what makes you excel. But even then, if you are doing so in a cheating way, in a way that's selfish or that takes from others, you aren't honoring yourself or the people around you, and there's value in honoring who you are as a human. There's value in taking care of your family and your friends and serving our communities. So as we think about making ourselves better humans, we should also consider how that affects those around us and how we can enhance our world, not just for ourselves, because that's ordinary thinking. So step one, Visualize a better you, a better environment. Step two, find the people who help you succeed and like keep them in your corner, build your network. In high school, there was a poster inside the locker room that said, team, together everyone achieves more. We don't have to be varsity athletes to create our team or our crew, our tribe. Whatever you want to call it, our best friend, our coworkers, our partner, people with, within our network, college peers, 
They're all part of our team that we're building throughout life. Make sure you're putting the right people in your corner, people who celebrate you, who share your accomplishments, who hype you up, but also people who will challenge you and push you. I'm a firm believer that if you ever look around and find that you're the smartest or most successful person in the room, it's time to find a new room, a room that's gonna have space for you to keep going and growing. Consider the betta fish. When getting a betta fish, it's important to make sure your fish has a tank it can be happy and prosper in. There's evidence betta fish can survive in a small tank, but the fish won't live a long, happy life in that environment. To thrive in order to grow and to be happy and healthy and reach their full potential. And I actually, in planning this discussion, I looked up information about the betta fish to make sure that I wasn't just straight up lying to you. And I found many similarities to betta fish and to humans when it comes to surviving in the right environment. So let's consider the betta fish's tank. And I'm sorry, fishes just sounds right to me. Side note, I feel like it should be plural like that. But let's consider the betta fish's tank as our own personal networks and communities. For the tank, betta fish, they thrive in a larger tank, but it's not necessarily because of the size, it's what goes into the tank. For starters, large aquariums are more stable and small aquariums um, the bio load increases and when that gets too high it can poison the fish. When we as humans are in an environment that is too small for us, that doesn't have the space we need to relax or exercise or explore new sites, we get claustrophobic. We feel trapped. We feel suffocated. When there is not room to escape, to travel, to feel free, we are poisoning ourselves and we have to do extra maintenance and add extra chemicals to keep ourselves alive. If you've ever wondered why people in small towns get drunk at the same bar every few nights, or why there's hundreds of country songs about escaping down a dirt road, that's the only way to maintain their tank. Another reason to have a big tank is that you can store and maintain more fish. We need to have room in our tanks we need to have space in our lives to not only have people in our corner helping and supporting us but it's also important to have space in our lives so that we can grow without either party feeling suffocated with the right amount of space we have the option to be social but we do not have to be social to survive because just like a fish if we are appropriately social we're less aggressive but we really need to have our own space to live freely in that manner and to be able to make those choices for ourselves versus am I competing with you? Are you a threat to me? Um, Are you, am I tired of you, right? Like we need to have our own way to go within and that's very okay, it's very healthy. Also very similarly in a garden, A flower does not watch other flowers and decide not to bloom because the other flowers might be prettier. But if you only have a tiny pot, only so much can grow in the soil that you put in there. 
we need flowers in our garden. We need a big tank so that we can have the people and the network to support us so that we can live abundantly. Because when you live in scarcity, you're going to live among takers. There is no room for a mentor when you think you're in a rat race to survive and you think that there's only so many slices of the pie that people have access to. Interestingly enough, as I said, the aquarium matters for the betta fish just like our environment matters as humans. But if it's too large, right, the inverse, with nothing inside, the opposite actually happens. The betta fish becomes stressed out. It's too much space. I don't know what to do with it. They can see the whole world ahead of them, but they have nothing that belongs to them, that grounds them, that makes them feel like home. They just see your environment and they can't get to it because there's a glass wall right there. It's important to provide It's important to provide plants and decor and places for shelter. And once you have those things that fill the fish's life, that fill their tank, they can survive, they can enjoy it, they can feel the moment, they know that space is for them. Just like once we have those things that fill our lives, now the tank can't be too big. It's home. Sometimes things can get too deep. Sometimes it's hard to come up for your breath. But when you fill your tank appropriately, the possibilities are endless. The next step of our vision project, and the one that really matters in accomplishing anything in life, is our goals and our action steps, our checkpoints to accomplish those goals. So for my students' projects, I had them create at least three goals with at least three action steps. Many of them had created goals before, of course, but they didn't really put those action steps into place. What are those action steps? How do we make our accomplishments happen? How do we know we're on track to actually hit those goals? For example, whenever you play Mario Kart, you have, you have checkpoints, right? You might need to do three laps. You get a checkpoint at lap one, checkpoint at lap two. You can see where you are at in the race, like right on the screen. You know how far you've come and how much longer you need to go while you're still in your race. So the checkpoints along the way are built into the game. There's some checkpoints along the way that are built into life too. Think big ages, 16, 18, 21, 25, 30, 40, 50, retirement. Those big milestone ages where some people are expecting to accomplish XYZ and so on and so forth task by that time. Checkpoints, keeping yourself on a timeline and holding yourself accountable, they help you on the way to your bigger ultimate goals. But actually steps are just as important, right? Once again, if I'm playing Mario Kart, I cannot just drive freely and peacefully and hope for the best, as pleasant as that sounds. No, if I want to destroy my friends, which I absolutely do, I have to get some power-ups along the way. Chances are, if I'm playing my bestie, my goal is to zap attack him at least three times because that's how you win. Plus, it's just fun. 
So in a basketball game, of course my goal is to win. But no good coach just says, we're going to win the basketball game. No, there are action steps to make the game plan happen. You know what would help me win the game? If I out-rebound my opponent. If I have less than 20 turnovers. If we shoot better than 75% from the free throw line. By having our team accomplish these smaller action steps instead of just a big hard to see vision of the abstract concept of winning, we can actually accomplish tasks that are very tangible, very doable, and that will help us accomplish that interim goal. My partner Casey was just saying that it was easier to meal prep and meal plan when she wasn't actually able to buy food and that somehow the ability to order DoorDash and the ability to eat out makes it harder to discipline ourselves because we have an abundance and it's difficult to plan and to perform how we would if we were doing so out of scarcity how we would have to if there was no other way to make it but it's great to have options though so we need to learn how to make those goals and those action steps and that vision and building that network happen when we aren't starving and when we aren't struggling. So we have to respect our goals and ambitions outside of scarcity. When we do have abundance, when we do have other options, we have to discipline ourselves to stay focused on our goals. It doesn't matter that we have the means to order DoorDash. It doesn't matter that we don't feel like taking 30 minutes to cook because our goals for our body, for our time, for our money, say we need to meal prep. So therefore, that's what we need to do, whether or not we don't have to, because we want to be satisfied with our check-ins along the way. Let me give you an oral yet visual example. Imagine a graph and on the x-axis, so across horizontally, label that in your mind, actions and habits. I keep repeating, being beyond ordinary is about doing the verbs, doing the actions and the habits. Now, on the other side are tall, right? The vertical, the y-axis is going to be goals. Now, if you were living life according to your vision, using your network to develop yourself and keeping your goals in mind. As your actions go up, your goals should go up. And we should have a wonderful mountain into a peak. But if we have a scatter plot, if our actions and our habits don't align, we can never accomplish those goals. There is a direct correlation between accomplishing goals and the actions and habits you put into place to make those goals happen. So if you right now were to take a piece of paper and plot your actions, would they align? Would they increase towards your goals? And as your actions and habits like get better, do your goals get higher? That's how we need to be living. That's how you're beyond ordinary. Even when you get to a place of abundance, you keep going. You keep making yourself better. You keep getting the most out of the joy and the freedom and the comfort and the safety that life has to offer because you realize as soon as you get to the top, life can get even sweeter. 
Life can get even better, and that's exactly what we want to achieve. That's beyond ordinary. It's a different standard of life. It's a different standard of accountability for ourselves, but it's exactly where we want to be. And especially with larger, bigger, long-term goals, it's very important to break those down into smaller chunks so that we are accomplishing those things and building the correct habits, putting the correct actions into place to hit our checkpoints along the way. Ultimately, life is a journey, not a sprint. If you go on a journey without a map, you will get lost. If you need to go on a journey and you sprint it out, then you get tired, you're gonna be upset that you still have so far to go. You're gonna burn out. We need to understand that every step, every opportunity we take is daily progress. And there's daily progress and weekly progress and monthly progress and yearly progress and all of it is guess what progress it's going to add up it's going to get us to where we want to be and where we need to be to make our vision happen look nothing worth having comes easy and as beyond ordinary people we want more we want better we deserve it so let's make sure that we envision that and set ourselves up with the correct people with the correct actions with the correct habits to make those things happen we have a responsibility to ourselves to check in and make sure we are accomplishing what we wrote down and that we are accountable to ourselves and as we've stated it's easy to do that when you have to survive we have to learn to push ourselves after we work through scarcity after we find abundance and find ways to discipline ourselves and thrive and enjoy the comfort and the freedom and the joy of abundance because that is beyond ordinary living that's a beyond ordinary life so put it into action this week visualize how you want to be find your people surround yourself with high quality and high caliber people who can support you and help you grow set goals that your actions and habits allow you to achieve and start living abundantly and start accomplishing and pushing further even without the threat of scarcity. And you'll be well on your way to reaching further and surpassing the ordinary. Thank you for listening. It's been an honor. Remember, don't settle for ordinary. You're beyond that. See you next Tuesday. Yo, you're still here? Make sure to check out Ellie Nelly, right? Check out the brand to find some really dope products and show your support for the show. Just visit ellienelly.com. That's E-L-I-N-E-L-L-Y.com. Okay, that's it. Love you. Out.